Hey now, hey now, all you boys and ghouls. It's October 1st. We said oh, yeah. we were going to do this for you. Here we are. By the time you guys are listening to this, it is the start of October. We're recording the night before Christian, October Eve. How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. It's flying by, but it's also not flying by at the same time. I don't know how to explain it, but it's crunch time now. So it's, 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 if it's October, if you're listening to this, it is October. So I'm ready to get the ball rolling. I'm ready to have some good shows this month and, uh, entertain our audience, you know? Yeah. Same here. Uh, That's the goal, right? Yeah. Really nothing else to add there aside from, yeah, we hope that the stuff we do this month, you guys really enjoy. I know we'll enjoy it. Um, October is usually a banger month for us yeah. or YouTubers. So it is. Yeah, this should be a good month for everyone involved. Uh, you know, I wanted to let I want to say this from the top, guys, because I know some of you guys are probably expecting this right from the top. Christian and I will briefly discuss Saw X after at the end of the episode. So I know a lot of you guys probably wanted us to double up and we initially were going to double up. We were going to do two episodes. The problem was with Christian's work schedule and honestly with mine, I mean, I didn't even get home till almost nine o'clock tonight. It just doesn't make sense for us to double yeah. up in one night. And we have to get this episode out to you guys on the first or we failed with that. So we're going to condense it. You'll probably get about an hour and a half or so of this list and some bullshitting and then 15 minutes of Saw X at the end. Uh, also, if you guys want a little bit more, just check out uh, both of our individual reviews. Uh, we both posted one on our channel. And um, but yeah, excited to talk about that a little bit near the end. But uh, today, we had a lot of people. We we You remember, Christian, we were asking some people for some ideas. Uh, we've done that uh -huh. a couple times, what they want to see. We saw a couple people say, hey, do a 31 movies in October to watch list. And uh, we'll get to that shortly. We normally do a little bit of bullshit in here. Uh, Christian, I saw you got the uh, the Billy Cup, too. I, I did as well. What do you think of it? It's actually better than the other one because the material, because it's a cup. It's I just, for some reason, like because it's sturdier, I like it better. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. I did get a lazy eye one though. Straight up lazy eye. Uh, I thought it was a sticker because, like, the white, the red eye is a little bit on the face, but it's not. So they, it was just I, I got a bum copy. That's Willie. I love it just the same. I didn't get any soda put in it though. The girl couldn't figure out how to take the cap off, and I didn't either. And I, finally, I was like, "Oh, you got to twist it off." So it well, took me. It wasn't until I was in the theater that I figured it out. It's a good thing you didn't, because I also got it, and I want to let you know about this bad boy. Um, did he just like, look like a total jackass drinking out of that like this, dude? No, yeah, it looks like it's like a sippy cup. So <laughs> I what I, I know. So what I did was I just twisted it off, and I just used a straw and just drank through the top. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I told myself, and I think I said on the last episode too, I was like, I'm not gonna get you know the the cup. It's pretty much the same. We both said it. We were like, that's pretty much the same thing, whatever. And then I was at the theater. I was like, fuck it, give me the cup. Yeah. Well, you know, it's this is crazy. So we drove an hour to go to the Cinemark Theater, not because of the cup, but because I just want to relax and be in a good theater. And we got there 20 minutes early, got in line, realized if we want to 
be there in time for the movie. We need to be in line way earlier because everybody, their mom takes forever to order everything. We got up to the front and we looked back and I was like, Sydney, tell me exactly what you want. So we know. And she's like, they have that, that horror or Halloween Fanta. Let's get that. Let's get that. It was a icy. Let's get that a small popcorn and just get your cup thing. If you want that. I'm like, okay. I went up to the register. I said, I'll take the soft little drinking cup. I'll take a small popcorn. I want the Fanta icy. And our girl goes, okay. She grabs my cup thing, gives it to me. And then she goes, what flavor icy was that? And I told her and she goes, uh, all right. And she goes, $12. I look at Sydney. I was like, $12. Isn't the Billy thing like like almost 20, the cup? She goes, I don't know. So I was like, okay. I rang up the card, 12 bucks. She gave me a small popcorn, the fan, large fan of Icy, and the Billy cup. So I came out smelling like a rose. She screwed something up, but she didn't She didn't care enough to fix it. So I got lucky. You stole the Billy cup. I, ba- I basically did. I got the last one too, dude. I didn't think they were going to sell. I was like, what idiot is going to buy this besides me and Nick? A lot of idiots bought it, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, did you did you happen to notice at your theater? I noticed they had the Ghostface popcorn tubs back. I didn't see those there, but yeah. they, they sold that too. Yeah, which I'm not surprised. I was, like, I was like, dang, what? Like, they're like, yeah, well, you know, it was popular. I'm like, yeah, but that was more in the like. I mean, I'm sure people will buy them, but you know, that was like six months ago. Um, people who wanted it got it. Um, missed missed opportunity with Halloween ends and kills for sure. Oh man, could you imagine? Uh, yeah. We could have got oh. a Corey Cunningham head that we could unscrew. <laughs> Dude, don't don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, speaking of which, I want to give a special shout out to uh, a listener of the pod and a supporter of our Patreons of just everything that Christian and I do. Uh, Sammy. Uh, he hooked Christian and I both up uh, at Halloween 45 Years of Terror this weekend. Uh, Sammy, you might be listening to this on your way home. I don't know. Uh, to everybody that was at age 45, I hope you guys had a killer time. I know uh, Piz was there. I know a lot of listeners were there. Yeah. Um, guys, but I just, I've got to give a special shout out to Sammy. Sammy, uh, he was, he had told me a couple months ago, he's like, I'm going to get you Rowan Campbell's autograph. I was like, dude, that would be sick. He messaged me today. He's like, what do you want? What do you want the the phrase for him to put on there? And I was like, uh, I'm the psycho. You're the freak show. I was like, have him do that one. I almost said uh, I'll light the match, but I was like, nah, nah, do the psycho and freak show one. And uh, I was like, would you be cool if like I sent you like a video message and if he has a minute to show it to him? He was like, yeah, sure. And I just recorded like a 30 second video message and I was just talking to Rowan Campbell. And uh, a couple minutes later, he comes back and he's like uh i opened the chat and it's rowan campbell with sammy's phone giving me a thumbs up and smiling and i was like that's that's awesome i was like no way he's like dude he loved your message uh he was super nice and uh he wanted to send a selfie for you um and say you know he appreciated it and i was like dude that's awesome and uh and then what did he uh, he hooked you up with something too right christian uh the tom atkins figure which is so cool and uh, he's so old now god God, not God resting thing, but God bless him. He's so old that it's cool to have his autograph. I'd love to shake his hand and, you know, meet him, but it, it may not happen. I don't know. He comes to Texas Frightmare every maybe five, six years. So I might get lucky next year or something, but I, I don't know. It's a blessing. So thank you, Sammy, very much. I really appreciate it. Cool yeah, figure, Sammy. but to have his autograph is even cooler. 
Sammy's the guy that uh, that sent me the Friday the 13th Scream Factory box set like a year ago, just out of the blue. He was like, hey, hey, do you have this? So I was like, no. He's like, you want it? I was like, I'm never going to say no. He's like, what's your address? Yeah, He's so a sweetheart, man. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. you, man. And uh, hope you had a killer time. Got to meet everybody that you wanted to meet. And same thing to anybody listening that got to go to age 45. And I'm going to say this right now on the podcast. Christian tried to tell me earlier that he can't do 50 years. It's five years from now. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work come hell or high water. If Sydney's got to come with him, I don't care. We're going to 50. Yeah. We have five years to plan this thing. Are they? Did they announce that they're going to do it? Remember, Sean told us. Sean told us when they were prepping 45 the last time we had him on. We were like, is there going to be a 50? He's like, oh, I'm sure there will. But then he said 50 will be the last. It. He said it will be the last one he's a part of. He's like, I'll do 50. I'm done after that. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. It's just, ah, man, driving, getting to California. I don't like to fly. I have a phobia of flying. I have a phobia of the ocean. I have a phobia of California because all you see is Pasadena's the bad stuff. Pasadena's really online. nice. Pasadena I'm sure, it, I'm really sure it's nice. lovely. If you can blindfold me and knock me out, like uh, what happened in the office? The black guy, Stanley, didn't they stab they, him with like some kind of, yeah, you got to do like that a, to me. A tranquilizer. Yeah. They tranked him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be really cool to go. Maybe well, by that time, there'll be a new movie, too. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I know a lot of listeners that I've already talked to, people that didn't make it to 45. They're like, I'm going to go to 50. And then Sammy already told me he'll be at 50. And I was like, we got to do it. Like, we, we got to do it. So I, I know I at least have to do it just simply for the fact that I've never been to any of them. These people are only getting older. Um, 50 is the golden anniversary, man. Like that's, that's the, it's going to be huge. It's the 50th mm -hmm. anniversary. Like I I'm, I'm going to be there come hell or high water. You guys heard it here first. If I have to train Christian and dragon, we're getting him there. So y'all start saving now. You're going to need a couple thousand dollars, but fair enough. That might get me to go. So what the trank, the trank. Yeah. But uh, did you see John Carpenter is going to be there? Last minute announcement that John's going to be there. I think tonight. Good for him. Make that money, dude. Mm-hmm. Make that money. All right. Well, again, yeah, we're done with the uh, pleasantries. Let's get right into this. So Christian and I went about this two separate ways. I just made 31 movies that, and it, these do not have to all be horror movies, guys. I think Christian stuck mostly to probably horror. I did a couple that aren't. Um, but both of these lists are 31 movies that we try to make sure come hell or high water, we watch in October. These are staple movies for us. I didn't do this in any particular order, but there are a few that I will give a specific day for. Christian, however, wants to take you guys on a journey. Mm -hmm. So having said that, Christian, why don't you start us with October 1st? Night of the Living Dead is October 1st, starting off with a classic bang. Okay kind of wanted to end with that but then i had another idea uh so that's where i'm starting start off with old georgie okay and now i should also ask you because i think the people are going to want to know mm -hmm. do you plan on watching it tomorrow probably not i dude i can't the idea of actually doing this on paper seems so fun but i'm too add dude like yep. maybe i'll maybe i'm gonna want to binge Chappelle show season one tomorrow night and if if I get that in my head and then I don't want to do it, if I don't do it because I know I need to watch Night of the Living Dead, then I'll procrastinate before I'm just too tired. But you know what? I'm actually going to try to. I really am. I, that's a movie Sydney would be fine if I'm like, hey, let's watch this. So okay. I'm well, going to try. 
I'm going to try. Let's hold them to it, guys. Uh, And if any of you guys want to follow along with either one of our lists and you do this throughout October, tag us on social media. Let us know that you're doing it. You're watching them. We'll share it. Uh, We always love that. Yeah, I always start October 1st the same way every year. And it started a couple years ago unintentionally. And now it's just become like a thing because I listen to the score of this movie when I decorate my house from front to back. Mm-hmm. So I decorate, I'm going to be decorating outside tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to watch this movie tomorrow night. And that is It Follows. Uh, I kick off October 1st every year with It Follows. And um, man, I don't know if it's the Carpenter vibes with the music, with the cinematography. I know, I know that word. Uh, <laughs> I know. But you know what I mean? That movie looks gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but whether it's the way it looks, whether it's the score, or whether it's just... It just feels cold, which is weird because there's like multiple points in the movie where Jay is like in a pool, but you're mm-hmm. like, it's definitely fall. Um, right. So yeah, it follows starts off October for me personally. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, I uh, I rewatched it uh, maybe a week or so ago when I got that second sight and that's such a good movie. There's, there's an audience of people that... Uh, <laughs> It seems like there's the people that love it, and then there's the other ones that are just like, dude, fuck this movie. I don't, people are, this movie has nothing to offer. It's all style and no substance. Mm-hmm. Um, to that, I say, go fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I know, I, I love that movie. I really do. I love how oddball it is. You know, what you never know what the temperature is really like in this movie because the guy was washing his car with like a t shirt on, yet the girls are walking with their icy drinks. One of them has a turtleneck and a big overcoat on. They're watching old CRT televisions. Yet one of the girls is sitting on the couch with some kind of like iPad from SpongeBob SquarePants. So it's like, I love that. It's really bizarre. It's very quirky and eccentric. So David Robert Mitchell said that was on purpose. He didn't want to date the movie at all. So he didn't get a time frame, you know. I would have been been more shocked if you said that was on accident. No, no, yeah. (laughs) He was like, we don't want anyone to be able to pinpoint what time of year, what year, nothing. I was watching, I'm assuming these were exclusive to Second Sight. They had to have been. But they interviewed the boy uh, from the movie, like the main boy that is like really sweet and he likes the girl Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. And in his interview, I was shocked. As soon as the screen goes up and he starts talking, he's a total scene kid. He had like a black metal shirt on with one of those fonts where you have no fucking idea what the name of the band is. He's got all kinds of like devil rings on. He had like a upside down cross. Maybe it wasn't upside down cross, but he he's a metal dude, like a hardcore, like death metal kid. And I was just like, fuck, that threw me off. Uh, Great interview. And he was really cool. He was super surprised by the success of the movie. He was like, dude, I really didn't think this movie was going to do a goddamn thing. And then like Sundance was like, guys, people are going nuts over here. So it it was cool. And and it's a movie that it doesn't have a sequel, but I'm kind of glad it doesn't. Yeah. Although David Robert Mitchell said he did want to do one and he had an idea for it, but it just never came to fruition. You were going to call it. They were going to call it. Follow it. Well, it's it could be a brilliant. You could make it a franchise because. That's how do you end that? It never ends. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of brilliant in that you really could, but that's also why I think the fact that it doesn't have one, you know what happened. It's eventually shit's gonna hit the fan eventually, you know. Mm-hmm. 
but love that movie. Yeah. If you haven't All seen right. it, people, please watch yeah. It Follows. It's it's really as good, I think. It, yeah, it's great. So October 2nd. Uh, October 2nd, we're going to stick with uh, the route we were on. We went and saw uh, George Romero's Night of Living Dead. So on night two, we're going to go to his next one. And I want to do the specific Dario cut of day of uh, Dawn of the Dead, excuse me, which is the shortest cut of the movie. Get you in, get you out, but you get all the meat and potatoes. So I've, I'm doing my list is going to kind of be like a rainbow in that it softly transitions into different types of movies and different parts of the world. But right now on night two, you kick it right off with the follow up with Dawn of the Dead. That's what I'm doing. Good shit. For me, night two, I am doing. <clears throat> yeah, I'll just try to do that, too. Let's just pick some night two. I'm going to do Sleepy Hollow 99 with Johnny Depp. Oh. Love Loved it. that movie as a kid. Um, and I think just the atmosphere of that movie is perfect for October. Like you gotta watch it in October. Yeah, it's a lot better than I remembered too. Yeah. I um that just I really recently got it. a 4K, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get I did. it? Mm -hmm. I got it. How it was it beautiful. Look? Beautiful. Okay. Oh, it was stunning. There there are certain and the, the steel book I got was really cool. It was because it was I didn't even know they did this anymore. I guess it's called I don't know if you call it a media book, a digi book, but it's a steel book with a book inside that looks like old paper with old kind of, I don't know, like limericks and stories and stuff about Sleepy Hollow. It was it was really nice. Sick. Uh, so night three. Can you guess what night three is? Based on where we're going. Uh, you did night. Did did you do dawn? Was dawn two? Dawn of the Dead was day night two. Is it day? No, close. It's not return. I know it's not return. What was? Do you remember what? Uh, do you remember what Dawn of the Dead was called overseas? Oh God, I'm not a zombie it, dude. You know it was that. called. Well, you said you said it. Day of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead overseas was called zombie. Oh, so shit. night so night three is. Zombie, aka Zombie Two, aka Zombie Flesh Eaters, Lucio Fulci's unofficial sequel to Dawn of the Dead, Zombie. So threw curveball in right there. Yeah, um, yeah. Did, did not see that coming. But it has to be. It has to be in. I, I want to Frankenstein this into people's. If they go through the dead cycle, especially George's dead cycle, I want to Frankenstein this in. I think this is actually something that people should legitimately start doing. If you're going to watch night and do night, dawn, day, you need to watch dawn. Then Lucio Fulci's zombie, AKA zombie two, and then go to day, which I just gave away day four. But my point is like, I want to Frankenstein this. I want this to become a tradition for people. So for night three, I'm, I threw in one of the greatest zombie films ever made Lucio Fulci's zombie. There you go. And I, I do agree with that. Okay. <laughs> Night three for me. I'm keeping it. Uh, I'm, I'm going a little more new school. Cabin in the Woods. Uh, mm. I love this movie. I love this movie. And I remember when this movie came out and I saw the trailers and I was like, no, thanks. Looks like an Evil Dead ripoff. Boy, mm -hmm. was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Um, when I finally bought the movie and I watched it, I blind bought it. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, I should have saw this in theaters. Like, this is awesome. Um, Cabin in the Woods, man, it's one of those movies. 
I'm going to just let everybody know right now, there are certain movies are, that are not going to be on here. That you're going to go, these are classics. How could they not be? Because a lot of those movies, in my opinion, are like summer movies. Like it, Friday the 13th, for example. I do not have a Friday the 13th on this list because those are summer movies for me. I watch those in summer. Um, Cabin in the Woods walks that tightrope. Cabin in the Woods walks that tightrope, I think, where it's like, you've got that cabin in the woods setting for the first act of the movie, which is kind of like cold and, you know, like, I don't know. And then it kind of just goes into camp and fun, but I feel like you could watch this movie any time of year, but uh, I, I tend to watch it in October. You said you didn't, you didn't want to see it in theaters because you looked at the trailer and said, it looks like an evil dead ripoff. No, thanks. I went and saw it in the theaters wanting to see an evil dead ripoff. And I didn't get that. And I said, no, thanks. Then I got over it, and then I ended up like, oh, this really is a funny movie. It's pretty smart. It kind of, It's kind of like the Leslie Vernon of Evil Dead films. It kind of throws it on its head. Mm -hmm. But I wanted what you didn't want at first. Yeah. Because I was like, wouldn't that be great to see a new Evil Dead film? That's just, it's not, but it is. So, yeah. Well, we, I guess we can breeze through it because I already said it, but my night four is, in fact, um, George's, George's own personal favorite, Day of the Dead. Uh, best score as well. I love the score to Day of the Dead. Number four for me, day four is going to be the sixth sense. Um, Why didn't you do that on day six? I know, right? That's weird. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just shooting from the hip now with the days because uh, I had cool. just it's put cool. them all down. But sixth sense, um, you'll notice as my list goes on and gets closer to Halloween, the movies are more heavily halloween and atmosphere aesthetic whatever it might be or just literally based around the holiday um but yeah i i think that for me i think the sixth sense is a good like i don't even want to say appetizer because it's it's a great film but i just mean an appetizer in the sense of like really kicking up the halloween season you know before you get into your movies that are full of jack-o-lanterns and shit like this is a nice creepy mystery thrill ride that kind of just keeps you going and going and going uh and it, i don't know i feel like it just kind of whets the appetite so day four six cents mm. i can't hate on that I, I have a vivid memory of playing tony hawk's pro skater on nintendo or playstation in my upstairs bedroom we had a before before katrina our house was an open story two-story house so like if you're in the living room you could literally see the, the, the upper part of the staircase and there was like a walkway. It was like open story, two story. And I remember my uncle babysitting us. He had rented six cents on VHS. And while I'm hearing, so here I am doing everything I can. That song from Tony Hawk, that, and just hearing like the scariest sounds from that movie as a kid, that movie was disturbing as fuck. I have a vivid memory of that. And I didn't even watch the movie and it scared me, but I would, I could hear it. Because my uncle was like, don't come out here, Bubba. I don't want you to see it. But <laughs> wild times. I was 99 or 2000. Probably 2000 if it came by the time it came out on VHS. By the time we saw it, it might have been like nine, late 99. More than likely it was late 99, early 2000. But there wild you know. times. That's day five. For me on day five, so we're going to take another detour back to Italy. And um, mm -hmm. we, we came in. We came in with... Uh, so we, we went night dawn and one, two, then we took a detour to Italy for zombie came back to the States for day of the dead. Then I want to go back on a detour for a movie called burial ground. 
which is a really grimy, nasty uh, zombie flick with a really funny looking child in the film. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. This really bizarre looking guy, man child that has the funniest long, this funniest line. Uh, Piz has a shirt of it. You see, he wears it all the time. Um, it's a really gritty, nasty zombie film. And uh, it's one that I got a, I got it a while back on 4K. And I'd seen the film before, but it was so fun. It's just crude and nasty. And I always say there's no gore, like Italian gore. Uh, it's the only thing that'll really gross you out, uh, for especially for horror fans. And uh, so that's a detour I wanted to take. We're going to go back to Italy for Burial Ground. So that's number... That's number five. I, th I thought you were going city. I really did. I thought you were going city there. Um, so for me, day five, I am going to throw it a little bit more old school. I'm going back to Poltergeist. I'm going to watch Poltergeist. And uh, Poltergeist is more of like a spring, summer aesthetic. That movie is. You can watch this movie any time of year. Um, but it's a classic. And uh, some of these movies I literally only watch in October. And Poltergeist is one of them that, although I could watch it any time of the year, I save it for October because that movie's an event. You know, that movie is an event. I We have talked about it on the podcast before. It is one of the only movies still to this day that I can get goosebumps from. Um, there's just certain moments in it that are just creepy. It's just downright creepy. It's, it's timeless. It ages like a fine wine. Poltergeist Day 5 for me, absolutely. Kind of off topic, but not really. I'm not making excuses for Poltergeist 3. I just absolutely refuse to dislike that movie. I absolutely refuse to dislike it. I like it too. I, you I, know what I, I mean? I like 2 as well. I, I mean, I do. Oh, dude. 2's a fucking horror film. Yeah. I, th I think 2 is as good as 1 in a lot of ways. Dude, when he gags up that thing at the end, and it's like oh, that yeah. creature that... Mm -hmm. Dude... That disturbed me so much as a kid. I don't know why my mom let me watch that. Probably because she didn't think that was because dude, two really takes a dark turn. It's a lot oh, yeah. more sinister mm -hmm. than one. But something about three, you've got my my girl, uh, I forget her name. I'm so horrible with names. She was in Robocop, uh, she was in Carrie. I love that blonde woman. Forget her name. I love her to death. I can't remember her fucking name. Um, and it's sad. I really like the director of that movie. There's some fun moments, the mirror scene and stuff. I just refuse mm -hmm. to dislike three. I think it's charming. And it's sad. And I think people should watch it. The only bad, they, actually, the, the only bad Poltergeist movie is the remake. It's the only one. I, I would agree. I would think I would say that Poltergeist three is leaps and bounds. Of, dude, I really hate the Poltergeist remake. It, it sucks. It's yeah. Sucks. Yeah. So give us day six. We could talk about that remake all day. All right. So day six, we're going to hang around in Italy a little bit more. Uh, but we're going to go see one of the greatest directors ever still living. And we're going to be introduced to one of his best films uh, ever. It's also Alice Cooper's favorite horror film. Number six, which starts with an S, is Suspiria. We're going to take the Suspiria train on night six. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I look masterpiece, masterpiece. Um, if if people haven't gotten into Italian horror, this is one of the greatest 
this is like one of like this is like a textbook how to make a movie look insanely beautiful with color and make it a character in the film so and and one of the best scores goblin is as good as any group to create soundtrack music ever yeah, their stuff is so good you don't need to watch the movie you just listen to it. i mean the suspiria theme by itself is a yeah so creepy you know the suspiria the suspiria theme is almost like the ghostly version of the halloween theme or like the phantasm theme there's a lot of breaths and all kinds of sounds in the background i love it so listen to the suspiria theme on its own is incredible but day six is Suspiria. Day six for me is going to be a movie that I have raved about on here when we did our found footage episode. And that is As Above, So Below. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite found footage horror films, uh, even just for the, it, I, I think mainly, honestly, the claustrophobia that permeates throughout that entire movie. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you put yourself in that position too what the fuck would i do like seriously like what would i do in that situation i, I wouldn't be down there brother i mean <laughs> i wouldn't have gone down there either but i mean and then they end up like literally in hell and it's just that i think that movie rules um it's also one of the better looking found footage movies um it's it manages to look really well shot but also still look handheld and I think that that is an achievement in, a, in and of itself. It doesn't take yeah. you out of it to the point where you're like, okay, this isn't found footage. No, it still looks found footage, but it's just really well done. So I had a vendetta against that movie. Oh, I know. When we talked about it on the found footage episode, right before I said it, you were like, I know which one you're going to fucking say next. Yeah. It was that one. I, I was probably a rebel without a cause because I was telling myself, this is so anti-found footage. The, the greatest found footage movies of all time didn't have budgets it was ingenuity and you know just you know that sort of thing but i kind of got over that you know i i i i like that movie i ended up i ended up getting it on blu-ray again i didn't know if i owned it. I, I very well could own two copies of it in this fucking room who knows but me and city watched it and i was like it's 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 a good movie it's a good movie there's some good stuff i saw it in theaters too but yeah, um I, I like remember, it i like it i remember when it came out and i remember not seeing it and i remember it did not do well uh, it was a it was a bomb it's not it, it's this is why i love charlie ban he knows how to sell you a movie with a title castle freak you gonna go see that you know as above so below huh don't give me poetry me too like, what, what you know what i mean like it's the, yeah it doesn't i i you always have a got i would think you gotta have a good title like p yeah p2 is probably the worst title i've ever heard of mm -hmm. great movie uh, though. night seven we're gonna take a detour out of italy on night seven we're watching seven okay a great movie i i, I really do this is like the grandfather of Saw to me. I I love this movie, and you know I hear people talk about uh, this isn't a this isn't a horror film. I can tell you this, man, it scared the fuck out of me when I was little. 
Are you kidding me? And then when Kevin Spacey showed, fuck. But this movie's like, this movie's like, it's like over 20 years, years old. old. Yeah. What am I saying? Yeah. What am I saying? Uh, when he shows up at the end, holy crap. Mm. You know, Kevin, if you were doing bad shit, shame on you, dude. You were a great actor. You ruined it. Why, why do all these talented people have to do stupid shit? Does it make any sense? It's no, like, you ever, sense. I, I, I always, it's, it's almost like, like, I'm not necessarily talking about people that do bad stuff. I don't want to say that. I don't want to demonetize this video, but doing bad stuff to people. But like, there's like this left brain, right brain thing always hear about that super talented, super creative people are horrible at making basic life decisions. And like, there's a guitar player for Kiss that he was in the band for a year and a half. He wrote some of the absolute greatest songs the band ever had. But in, in everybody's book, Gene's book, Paul's book, his name's Vinnie Vincent. If you're a Kiss fan, you know. Mm -hmm. But he, they talk about how bizarre he was just doing daily normal things. Like his, he was so creative. I don't know if that's the left side or the right brain side, but his other side, side, his other side. So the right side of his brain didn't do anything normal and he couldn't keep relationships because he was so bad to people. There was a story about him eating soup with his band that somebody made for him and he took a few bites of it and he didn't like it. And he pours the soup just back into the, the soup bowl that was cooked. Mm -hmm. Like, so he backwashed all his food into the bowl and like stuff like that. And I'm just, these weird creative people do stupid stuff. Now I'm not talking about Kevin Spacey per se but it is interesting i i read about this kind of stuff with these super talented people that can't they can't function normally they can't have normal relationships and make basic decisions on just life experience but they can create the, the greatest actors in the world they can create the greatest songs ever yes. you know i feel you man all right well <laughs> night 7 for me i'm going to go with it uh Which you could one? do either one i was gonna say that you could do either one um depends on the year for me uh, if i'm feeling more nostalgic i'm going 90 i i'm i you know i want to get creeped out like i was when i was a kid um and then maybe the next year i'm going 2017 but i don't think whichever one you go with you could go wrong i think that in october you gotta watch this bastard clown at least one time in some form or fashion. And for me, I'm doing it in the first half of the month. I'm watching it and um, feeling pretty good about it. Pretty good about it. So that's that's I, nice set. I feel you gotta go original. I'll tell you what oh, I love about the yeah. I'll tell you what I love about the original too is the music is so incredible in yep. the part one. I mean, and both of the parts of it, because I think it's the same score. Dude, if you ever listen to it by itself, just go on YouTube or whatever, or Waxwork put out the vinyl, if anybody's into that, it's incredible how emotional it is. You know, this is a fucking TV movie, but this is when people watch TV, so it was a different ball game. Sorry, I unplugged my headphones, so I couldn't hear You're you fine. You're fine. You're fine. All right, moving on. Night eight. We're almost done with our tour of Italy, guys. Night eight, we're going to go back. Uh, Dario wasn't finished with us. We're going to watch one of Dario's best giallo films with Tenebrae. But we're going to start creeping with some American feel because Tenebrae has John Saxon in it. 
So we're not out of the Italian woods yet, but we're starting to creep our way there, getting a little Italian flavor with John Saxon in here. But with Tenebrae, what you're going to get is an artistic vision of bloodshed. Um, for the people that have seen or haven't seen Tenebrae, let me paint you a picture. You know, this, this foreboding shot of a girl in, in this house. She's got a white gown on. She's up against a white wall. She looks out the window. She doesn't see anything. She thinks she's safe. As she turns around, a black glove grabs her by the throat, slashes her, and a beautiful shot of white. Everything's white in this movie. This beautiful shot of blood hits it. It drips down. It's like a, it's like a blood oil canvas that Dario was doing in this film. And it's one of the most stylistic giallo films ever. So we're going to take you to Tenebrae next. Great movie. One of uh, one of the best Italian horror films as well from the great Dario Argento. That's Night 8. And then for me, Night 8, we're going to take you out west. We're going to take you to a desolate town right outside a sleeping city. We're going to introduce you to a guy. Y'all, y'all know him. His name is Jerry Dandridge. We're going to take you to Fright, Fright Night. The original Fright Night. I'm a big fan of that remake. I am. But it's no question. I'm going for the original on October. Part of that, of course, nostalgia. I used to watch it on TV. You know, AMC Monster Fest back in the day. Fear Fest, whatever they called it. Two... It's just a damn good movie to watch around that time of year. Or something to do with just vampires. They're just like, October? Vampires? Yes. And very few vampire movies measure up to the original Fright Night. There are some. There are, I, w I don't even know if I'd say it's the best. I don't think it's the best. But very few reach the heights of Fright Night. So Night 8 for me is Fright Night. I might have a little blood sucking on my list as well. Okay. All is right, so night, night nine. No, it's not night nine. This is this is a traveling month. So we just got out of Tenebrae. We're gonna creep even more closer to the American side, but we're not there yet. On night nine, we're gonna take a trip to Mr. Lamberto Baba, and we're gonna start out with the classic demons, which is an Italian film with more American style than half American films. Evil Dead in a theater with Motley Crue, Go West on the soundtrack. Uh, one of the most American-feeling Italian films ever. Super fun, energetic, great film. So we're creeping our way back to the States with Night Nine being demons. And here I am finding myself neck deep in the States already. And with that being said... The next one we're going to is the illustrious classic, Child's Play. The original, Child's Play 2, is my favorite Child's Play film. But there's something about Child's Play in October that I feel like you got to watch this one in October. Mm -hmm. You could even make a case for Curse of Chucky. I'll even listen to Curse of Chucky in October. I really will. I'm hitting my, I'm hitting my ceiling fan real quick. They keep going. The audience is, they're listening. They're with bated breath. Um, I would even hear an argument for Bride. I really would. Uh, I think that those three movies, aesthetically, something about those three in this series work best for October. But for me, it's going to be the original. 
though I might also cheat and sneak in Curse of Chucky. It's not on this list, but I might watch it in October anyway. So Child's Play, the original classic on Night Night. Yeah, Curse of Chucky's great. I really, I really like that movie. Yes, it is. All right, Nick, I'm almost out of the woods. Okay, I'm to where I'm in the woods. To where you you should you I think you would have seen a lot of the films after this I'll talk about. But night ten, our last detour, is Demons Two. My favorite Demons film. I have seen Demons and Demons Two. I have seen oh, you them have? both. Yes, I've seen Tenebrae. I know, I know. Demon. Well, I'm not giving you any shit about it. But Demons Two is my personal favorite Demons film. It's more of a traveling film. It's an apartment complex. It feels a lot like a Charlie Band film. Really love the baby demon, which is really the crossing point for a lot of people. Because the first one is straight ahead. Uh, but the cult, one of my all-time favorite bands, does a soundtrack on here. And I love the cult. The cult was also featured in uh, It, the remake, in part one. And I was freaking out because I'm such a big fan of the cult. Um, so that's, yeah, night 10 is Demons 2. Lamberto Baba's Demons 2. Funny story is Dario Argento produced the Demons films, and these Italian directors all fought and hated each other. Surprise. And Lamberto would refuse to work with Dario after this because La Dario would go on press tours and stuff and just claim he did all the work on these films and basically directed these movies behind Dario, uh, Lamberto's back. And so they never worked again. Dario and, and Lucio didn't get along. They started to get along years later, but by the time Lucio started getting real sick, so they couldn't work any together. But just a sidebar. I read about this. I thought it was interesting. So do more reading, people. You'll learn yeah. interesting things. Night 10 for me. Uh, I'm going to kick it from my childhood. And I'm going to shout out Jaden. Jaden. You beautiful bastard. I know you're listening right now. You're probably blushing as I say this. I'm going with Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. And I told you guys, these all these weren't all going to be horror movies. Most of them are. I think I have like three exceptions. And this is That's one a of sequel, them. right? Yes. Okay. Which I think is unequivocally the better movie just in enjoyability, bigger scale, bigger budget, more monsters. And it just feels so much like Halloween. That movie, that entire movie does. Um it's fun. It's a really, really fun time. It is a shame that you literally had the the perfect real-life cast for the Scooby-Doo movies, and you only made two movies. You couldn't have cast those movies better. You genuinely couldn't have. And we only got two movies out of it, which is a bummer. Um, I mean, Matthew uh, Lillard will always be remembered as Shaggy, not Stu Mocker. I said what I said. Yeah. Well, dude, it's crazy because he did the voice after that for basically everything. Mm -hmm. And then when Scoob came out, I remember that was right after the pandemic hit. That was probably going to be a big theater hit, but it didn't. It, they ended up just releasing it. It was one of the Max. first big physical really releases that hit and Max, excuse me, of course, mm -hmm. but uh, you know me, but that was one of the big physical media releases. I remember hitting the shelves that just got dumped, didn't go to theater or anything. And I was shocked that they didn't use Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. But then after he that, was there was too. another. There was another thing after that that they did. Probably another couple cartoons. But he's still basically the guy doing it. 
So, and my, my wife was like, well, they probably wanted, cause they're a little bit younger in scoop. So I think, uh, I, I liked it, but she was like, I, I was she's like, I think they wanted somebody that sounded a little bit younger. I'm like, but Matthew Lillard has like the most animated voice in the world. What do you mean? Sound younger. I just didn't buy it. I, I thought they made a mistake. He's the they voice did. of Shaggy. It just undeniably the voice of Shaggy. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see him in five nights at Freddy's. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me and Sydney are big Lillard fans, big Lillard fans. Yeah. Same here. Uh, we Can't love him in 13 him. Ghosts. Can't wait to see him in Scream 7, right? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I fucking wish. I wish. Um, Night 11. We're hitting back to the States, guys. Don't worry. We've made it. You took a tour of Italy. Night 11, guys. Night 11. Okay. Night 11. Oh, yeah. All these movies you have to watch at night. No, you know, it, you know what it sounded like. You said Night 11. Oh, nine <laughs> eleven. Okay, took me a second. On night on night eleven, guys, yours truly is welcoming you back from to the states on your tour of Italy, and I'm gonna let you watch my favorite horror film. Night eleven is Return of the Living Dead. Great way to kick off uh, the early, like the, getting ready to kick off the second half, the second quarter of the month, the second week or so. So, what better way than to come back home and check out? What I think is one of the greatest zombie films ever made, Night of the well, Living Dead, Return of the Living ahead, Dead. Excuse me. Go ahead, go ahead with your twelve, because my eleven was also Return of the Living Dead. So go ahead with your twelve. Very nice. And number twelve, two is better than one. Number twelve, I want you guys to strap back in, and we're going to do Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Another favorite. Okay, I'm interested to see if three is going to end up on the list too, because I know you got a soft spot for that one as well, but we shall see. A lot of movies to choose from here, guys. For me, night 12, I'm going to I'm gonna throw it back to my childhood. I'm going to throw it back to being creeped out, you know, late night. Late night on TV, this nasty bastard creep show. We're throwing it back to creep show. Yeah. And uh, love creep show too as well. Um. And uh, so you, you can't go wrong with either one, but creep show for me. Uh, I just feel like it screams Halloween, you know, anthology story told in the form of like a comic book, the aesthetic, like it's, it's just, it is late night, October TV. If I've, if I've ever seen it, I mean, creep show night 12, no question. No question. Can't go wrong with creep show. Um, Night 13, if you're doing this on night 13, which is Friday the 13th, you're going to be watching the original Friday the 13th. It's too perfect. I don't see how you could watch anything else. I don't even care that there's a Halloween on the 31st this year. There's a Friday the 13th in October. Halloween is irrelevant. There's a Friday the 13th in october i mean what, what are we talking about here that's You're the greatest wrong. holiday ever the last time that happened was 2017 which is when i got married so well friday the 13th there you go all right so i'm the asshole for not having it on the list especially this year but fret not because night 13 i'm going to redeem myself for some of you guys because i want to take you guys to a trip on a trip to the woods of tennessee where this movie was filmed I'm going to take you out to this little cabin, the Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2, B 
being my favorite Evil Dead movie, every Evil Dead movie being a banger. So you can't go wrong with any of the ones you choose. But the Evil Dead, Chris and I have talked about this, and we both agree, whether you think 2 is better, Army of Darkness is better, whatever. Something about that first movie. The dingy, low-budget, creepy, just... And it feel it truly feels incredibly isolated because of how they they were just so constrained with what they had to work with, and I think some of the effects <laughs> are just unsettling. Yeah. Such a cheap movie, and I just Evil Dead, the Evil Dead, got to be Night Thirteen for me. Fair enough, I can accept that. Thirteen. All right, guys, moving on for me on Night Fourteen. Yesterday was Friday the 13th. Tonight we're watching the 80s comedy, horror comedy. On the 14th, we're watching Saturday the 14th, <laughs> which I'm a fan of. It's a fun little monster movie. Family moves into a house, and there's a great scene. There's the gill monster in there. There's Frankenstein. There's a great scene where the girl's taking a bath, and the gill monster pops out of the tub. It's very funny. It's a fun little car comedy. Um, nineteen, I think it was nineteen eighty-one or two. Fun poster too, if you ever look up the poster. So maybe I'm being witty, but I'm watching Saturday the Fourteenth on Saturday the Fourteenth. Hey, I put Scooby Doo on here. All right, speak your truth. For the Fourteenth, for me, I'm going to take you guys from the woods of Tennessee all the way to Northern California. I want to take you guys to a place that I know. And love, and I hope you guys do too. It's called Antonio Bay. And we're gonna go and watch The Fog. The Fog being again, you could say you could watch this movie in the springtime because it takes place in the spring. Yeah, but spring, fall, they're both cold, okay? Um, for the most part. And uh, The Fog is another one of those movies that I'd watch on AMC in October every year. It was just on rotation. Uh, you won't see the thing on this list, guys, because I watched the thing in the winter. And, uh, so the fog, the fog is it's, it's here for the 14th for me. I'm, mm. I'm watching it right about midway through the month and I'm, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I love, I think the thing I love, one of the things I love the most about the fog, aside from Stevie Wayne's silky smooth voice. It is absolutely positively that entire opening credit sequence, how the credits roll over the first damn near 15 minutes of the movie. And you get so many just desolate, empty shots of this little town. Mm -hmm. and I, I just love it. It, it. it immediately makes Antonio Bay a character. And I think for you to buy into the fog, you have to view Antonio Bay as a character. So the fog. There you go. All right, so we watched Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. We watched Saturday the 14th the next day. What are we going to do on Sunday? Sunday. The, the 15th night. On Sunday, we're going to watch the absolute stone-cold classic. I don't know if you've seen this, Nick. Mario Bava's Black Sabbath. So I pull the trifecta for the weekend. And Black Sabbath has one of the scariest shots ever. If you, you know, guys, I'm talking about Google it. Um, the woman in the bed, it will haunt your dreams. It's one of the absolute stone cold, scariest shots. 1963. Absolutely incredible film. So we capped off a really thematic weekend 
with Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th, and Mario Bava's Black Sabbath. There you go, guys. Christian is he's corresponding with the days of the week. And we're about halfway through the month. So I think this is the perfect time to go from Northern California to Southern California. A factory where this was shot. This dingy little bathroom in a movie called Saw. Because if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. <laughs> and I will answer with this caveat. I don't care which Saw movie, guys. Watch any of them. Just watch one in October, at least. You have to. I think if you're going to watch one, you got to watch the first one, man. That's what I'm saying. You know, Right smack dab in the middle of the month. Really get you kicked up for that second half push. Saw right there. You know, okay, it's game time. We're two weeks away. It's game time. I dig it. I dig it. All right, so now we're on a 16. We're basically, we're halfway there. Maybe a little bit more. No, we're halfway there. On 16, this is where I sort of take my audience on a bloody journey mm -hmm. of getting bit, so to speak. I'm going to start it off with the Tour de Dracula. One of my favorite horror characters of all time, besides Freddy, is Dracula. And we're going to start off. We're going to get we're going to get everybody's feet wet. We're not going to go too old school. We're not going to go to the original Dracula. But this is the one that if you're going to watch Hammer, this is the one, the iconic shot that you'll see of Christopher Lee, blood red eyes, fangs showing. We're talking about Dracula, Prince of Darkness, one of the absolute stone cold greatest Hammer Dracula films, one of my personal favorites. And that's where we're going on night 16. So I dig there it. we go. Night 16 for me. Saving a lot of a lot of the juicy ones for the end. But night 16 for me. We're getting into the second half of October. What better way to kick off the second half of October than scaring the living shit out of you? We're gonna do that with the conjuring. We're gonna we're we're gonna go out to that old farmhouse. We're going to see what that devil woman Bathsheba's up to. She wanting to kill any kids, dogs, who knows? We're going to go out there. We're going to see what she's up to. And um, I don't know what it is. Something about that poster. That poster just feels fall. You know, that big hanging tree. And yeah. So we're going out there. We're going out there. And we're, we're going to go toe to toe with this bitch. The Conjuring 2013. Very nice. Gotta be. 10 years old. It's crazy. Yes. All right, so now we're on night. Where are we at? You're on 17 now. 17, we're going to take a drug-fueled trip to the lowest points of Hammer, but a trip that the audience needs to take. We're going to go to Dracula, A.D. 1972. One of the most bizarre Dracula films. It's wild. You watch Dracula climb up a brick building. It looks ridiculous. One of the many Dracula films that Christopher Lee was bullied into doing because he would be told he'd be putting people out of work if he did not want to do this movie. And he did it. And it's uh, ridiculous. I'd like to think that I'm the only person that's listening or that's even all the listeners right now, maybe I'm the only person that's seen this film. But I took the trip and I want my I want my audience to see the I want my audience to see the the low end of Hammer. 
So you're going to watch Dracula AD 1972. I mean, with a title like that, what the fuck do you expect? You know, it's not a great title, but it's still Christopher Lee. So that's my next one. Dracula AD 1972. There you go. And then for me, night 17, we're going to take a journey to Ludlow, Maine. And we're going to watch Pet Cemetery. We're going to go to the Indian burial ground. And uh, we're not bringing Carl because I don't want him reanimated. When he's gone, he's gone. Okay, guys. Yeah. Talking about you, dude. Uh, Carl's my dog for anybody that doesn't know. Um, yeah, Pet Cemetery, man. Something about this movie, especially at night. I love the smoky fog that's just all over this movie, all over the wet, cold ground at night. You know, the woods, all of it, all of it. Here in the, here in the uh, Wendigo, out in the distance. It's just a creepy movie. Just a, just eerie, full of atmosphere. So, night seventeen for me is going to be Pet Cemetery. Might show up online. Mm. Continuing on our Dracula journey, we get back on track on night on night um, on night eighteen with my all time favorite Dracula film, a Stone Cold classic, if I do say so myself. Dracula, nineteen seventy nine, starring the great Frank Langella. And also co-starring the great Donald Pleasance, a great film. And I don't know how you get more Halloween than that, man. It's a classic. It's Dracula. If it's Dracula, it must be Halloween. That's right. There you go. Um, what was so that was eighteen, right? That was eighteen. So for me, night eighteen, we're entering the home stretch. This is another movie that isn't really a horror movie. And I didn't watch it until a couple years ago, but it's become a staple for me in October now. And probably right up there with my favorite Tim Burton movie, Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride is, although, you know, admittedly, Tim Burton definitely dabbles in the dark. Uh, even if they're kids' movies, they're kind of like, eh, is mm -hmm. this a kid's movie? Corpse Bride is no exception to that. Mm -hmm. It is very, very dark and weird. Um, and I love it. And just like most Tim Burton movies, the, the, the atmosphere and aesthetic just scream Halloween, but this one especially does this one really, really does. So mm. yep. Night 18 Sydney, corpse bride. Sydney loves that one. Brooke and um, I dressed up as a uh, Victor and Emily for Halloween years ago. So hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Continuing on guys. With our journey, De La Dracula, on night 19, Mr. Francis Ford Coppola's directorial of Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman, Keanu Reeves, a star-studded cast, um, the great um, Anthony Hopkins. What more could you ask for? Night 19 is Bram Stoker's Dracula. I almost put that one on here. And I and then I was going to put it in an honorable mentions, and I was like, no, we can't do honorable. We're already doing thirty one. Okay. Spoiler alert: Rob Zombie's thirty one will not be on this list uh, for me. I don't know about Christian. Night nineteen. Mm. We're kicking it old school. Night nineteen. We're going to go back to the immortal classic, Psycho. 
I don't know how you can have October and not watch Psycho. I don't know how you can be a horror fan and not watch Psycho, but there are some. If you have never watched Psycho, I implore you to do so this October. You don't have to watch it on night 19. You can watch it whenever you want. Some people wait till it's a little closer to Halloween. But see, the, the lineup is just stacked moving forward. So Psycho, night 19, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Also, it's Psycho see- 2, underrated sequel. Well, it's good to see Vince Vaughn made the list, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely right. All right, so night 20. We have 11 days left. Night 20, we cap off our dra- our tour to Dracula with a movie that I don't even know if you can stream it yet. But on night 20, we're doing The Last Voyage of the Demeter, the haunting tale of that ship making its way from Transylvania and bodies are piling up. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to stream this movie by then, if it'll be on Peacock or not, but the last voyage may, it may already be available. I'm not sure, but night 20 for me is the gr- the great last voyage of the Demeter. Make sure to check this peak October guys. Um, night 20 for me. I'm going to go with Candyman, the original Candyman with the immortal Tony Todd. This is a movie that if you asked me, just based off of like how it how it looks and feels. This movie was probably shot in like January. It feels pretty cold. Um, but it still works. You know, there's something about it. It's just I feel like if it's October, if it's Halloween, it must be Candyman. So <laughs> home Candyman. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, this is where we take another journey, guys. On night 21, we're doing the timeline of Stephen King. Mm. And our first Stephen King film of the night at number 21 is the classic Carrie. Mm. Which I, uh, it's Carrie. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. That's night 21. It is Carrie. Night 21 for me. Funny enough. I just want to give a special shout out. This didn't make the list because it's not even like full length, but it is something I watch um, every October. Uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, but Night 21 for me, Christian, is going to be one that, you know, doesn't get talked about enough, I don't think. I know you're a fan. We're We're on the same wavelength here. Silver Bullet. One of my favorite werewolf films, period. I love me some American Werewolf in London. Love me some The Howling. Shit, I even get a kick out of the marsupials. But I'm going to tell you right now, without a doubt, Silver Bullet is the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Old butter sausage, uh, <laughs> uh, Gary uh, Busey. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Night 22, much to Stephen King's chagrin, is The Shining. If it's Halloween, must be The Shining. It must be The Shining. That's night 22, man. So, night 22 for me, 
I want to take you guys to another dimension. Really want to mess with you. That dimension, we don't know what it's called. We don't even really, well, we know who it's ruled by, but we don't even really know who he is. But uh, the ruler of this dimension goes by Leviathan. And uh, we're going to open the box. And uh, we're going with Hellraiser. Clive Barker's classic. His masterpiece. Although Hellbound is a better movie. Um, this was the best thing Clive Barker ever created. And I will maintain that. Period. Um, and yes, he's also responsible for the story that, you know, inspired Candyman. But um, nope, I'm going Hellraiser. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. I never say no to Hellraiser, dude. Mm -mm. Hell yeah. 23, continuing our journey of Stephen King, is Children of the Corn, my favorite. Okay. That's it. If you got anything to add, add it. I'm just I'm just telling you what my, uh, my picks are. <laughs> no, Children of the Corn. Yeah. No, that is that's definitely up there for me as well. I didn't put it on here. Do love that movie. Not a big fan of the series, but that's a very good movie. Um night 23 for me. See, we're we're getting real close now. We're about a week away. Mm -hmm. And um I just mentioned one of his movies not long ago. And as basic as this is, you know what? No, I'm not going to say Nightmare Before Christmas. We all watch that. Let's let's not cut ourselves. I'm going to go with The Descent. A claustrophobic tour de force in horror, acting, whatever you want to call it. It The Descent is that, all that, and a bag of fucking chips. The Descent is one of the greatest horror films to be released in my lifetime. Period. Just yeah. Period. And uh, had a great sequel until the third act of that sequel. And then that sequel can burn in hell for that stupid character decision that undermines the entire first movie. But, yeah, The Descent. <laughs> Number 24 in my Stephen King journey. And these movies are, as you could probably see, their oldest. Everyone after it come out, came out earlier. My next one is, in fact, Silver Bullet, because I, I definitely wanted to have that on the Halloween playlist. Mm -hmm. Love Silver Bullet. It doesn't have the best werewolf effects, but it's got one of the best stories. Oh, the werewolf yeah. stuff looks it looks good, but the story is what makes it so. It's great. I love Silver Bullet. My mom had a Silver Bullet. Um. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Some people know what that means. It was gross. Uh, anyway, um, so night 24, right? Did you just yes. do 24? Okay. 24. I did 24. Night 24. We're about, we're about to take a trip into some absolute bangers. But before we get there, I do have to stop off at the four-way of my childhood and crippling middle-aged depression. And watch Halloween Town, uh, a movie that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Oh, yeah. I watched ever since I was a kid. And no matter how old I get, I will always go back to this movie every October and enjoy every second of it. So Halloween Town makes the list. I like Halloween Town. I watch that a lot. The sequel directed by Mary Lambert. Yeah. 
All right, we're at number 25. And to, to cap off our Stephen King train is Pet Cemetery. I had, to, I had to throw that on there. And I probably will watch that this month because I don't like watching it a lot. But yeah, I think it would be time. It's a so now it's per- yeah, now it's a perfect time. Pet Cemetery number 25. Pet Cemetery. There you go. Number 25 for me. We are now officially in Halloween week. It's a week of Halloween. So every movie you watch from this point forward has got to be a banger, right? What better way to start off greatest week of the year with Ty West's House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. A beautifully 70s aesthetic. It's cold. It's dark. It's evil. It's about demonic cults, creepy old people. Yes. Give me House of the Devil. A modern, slow burn, suspenseful, perfect October watch. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Yeah. It's all that number. It is. It really is. Number 26 for me. Like he said, it's crunch time. We got to really get into Halloween aesthetic and Halloween film movies. Number 26 is Pumpkinhead. Lance Henriksen, Stan Winston, one of my all-time favorite movies. Favorite horror go ahead films. With 20, go ahead with 27 because 26 is Pumpkinhead. Nice. 27? Yeah, it was what I was called when I was a kid. So, like, how am I not going to You had a big head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number 27 is John Carpenter's Halloween. 27. That's right, because Christian, that's not the one that Christian makes an event out of every year, everybody. If you know Christian, you know that to be the case. Number 27 for me, we're keeping with the house theme. We like houses. Everybody likes four walls. Four walls build a home. John Kramer Mm -hmm. once said that. And on the 27th night of the month of October, We're going to be going up a hill. There's this house up there, and the hill itself is haunted. The house isn't haunted. It's just the hill, like getting up there. House on a Haunted Hill from 1999. What a motherfucking banger. A banger. Like, you want to talk about madhouse, just throw everything Halloween spooky ghost at the wall and see what sticks? That's this movie. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, House on Haunted Hill. Hell yeah. Classic. Number 28 right. is Halloween 2. Mm. Which one? The original Halloween 2. Mm. You got to watch you got to watch that mm. next. More Which of most the night people, he came home. Yeah, most people mm. would probably try to watch it right after, but I'm going to space it out a day. 28 is Halloween 2. 28. Yeah. 28, 29, 30. Yep. 28 for me. We're still dealing with houses. Okay. We had this house that was on this haunted hill. We had a house where the devil apparently was. Now we got a house where there's a thousand dead bodies in it. House of a thousand corpses. Rob Zombie made a movie called Halloween and Halloween 2. Yet his first movie is the one that feels the most like Halloween. House of a Thousand Corpses, a staple October watch every single year. 
What are you doing if you don't watch it in October? Fucking incredible. I need to see if I can go see that in the theater. I Yeah, I, t- I said the same thing to my brother. I'm going to see if it's playing around me that weekend. Yeah, I need to check because I'd love to. So he was doing some Q&As at some theaters after the movie played. And it looked really cool. He looked like he was a real... He was real. I watched some of one last night or night before, and he he was real happy to be there. He was laughing with the audience, and it was nice to see because sometimes he looks like he's just like doesn't want to be around people that much. But he looked like he was having a good time with that. Number twenty nine, Halloween three, season of the witch, night twenty nine. We're watching the first three, Halloween three, twenty nine. There you go. Number 29 for me. Sometimes I watch this on the 31st. Let me just say this. These last three movies, I try to watch all three of them on the 31st a lot of the time. Like, I really do. But 29 for me is going to be Trick or Treat. Michael Doherty's uh, seminal Halloween cult classic that has just become larger than life. Warner Brothers dumbasses just dropped it on uh, direct video. Good move, guys. Uh, great. I mean, it's just great. It's great. Everybody knows it's great. And I think the greatest thing about the movie is that every single corner of that movie, every frame screams October 31st. So Mm -hmm. trick or treat. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Night 30. I'm going to throw a curveball. The Lords of Salem on night 30. <laughs> okay. You know, that, that almost made my list, but I didn't want to have two zombie on there. Ain't no such thing. Yeah, true. You got a lot of zombies, Rob and, you know, <laughs> and I got a lot of zombies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting, I'm putting Lords of Salem. Not only am I putting Lords of Salem on the list, but I am, I'm going to re-review it. I'm going to legitimately legitimately watch it this month and I'm going to have a good goddamn time because I think it's truly a great movie that slaps the people in the face that claim that all he does is write shitty dialogue, which I don't agree. But Lords of Salem is literally the antithesis to his previous works on paper when you read it, yet he doesn't get the accolades for that film. It just kind of came and went, and it has not gotten. It needs a nice release again, or it something, does. and if, to kind of get some attention back on it. But the Lords of Salem is one of the most Halloweeny, creepy movies. Salem, Massachusetts, incredible movie, incredible movie that I'd love to see Rob talk about more today. But none of the interviews he's on, nobody talks about it to him, and I think it's a shame. So night 30, we're going to throw a curveball with the Lords of Salem. Number 30 for me, I will also throw a curveball. Like I said, I watch all these, you know, on Halloween most of the time. John Carpenter's Halloween. You all probably thought I was going to say that on the 31st. Come on, let's be honest. But it can fall anywhere in this month. So let's go John Carpenter's Halloween. We'll save the best for last. All right, here we go. Night 31. We're watching Rob Zombies. Shut the fuck up. Halloween 2. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say 31. No. I was going to put that on the 30th to be like annoying. On the 30th, we're watching 31. But no, we're going to cap it off right with the American classic, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. The true end to the Halloween story. That's right. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, David Gordon Green. Uh, guys, I only put one Halloween movie on this list. I watched them all in October, so you know I'm going to watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. But on October 31st, the day, the devil's day, at around the witching hour, turn on your TVs, you know, rabbit ear TV, plasma TV, whatever you got. I want you to watch the greatest horror movie ever made. The Exorcist Believer. No, The Exorcist. <laughs> the Exorcist. This movie. Yeah. I can watch it any time of year, but I always save it for October because it just feels right. A week from now, when we record a new podcast episode, we'll be talking about the long-awaited David Gordon Green sequel. And we can't. It wait. comes out this Thursday. Yes, sir. Like this Thursday. Yes. I'm off work. My my work schedule went back to the normal work schedule, so we can record podcasts during the day, so I can record Thursday or Friday. We can go both. We can both go see Exorcist Believer Thursday evening, and then do the episode that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Um, which I end up may liking that movie more than Saw X, to be honest with you. At this rate, well, before we get there, guys, that's our list. Those are not the only thirty-one movies you should watch in October. It is not the end-all, be-all. Have to watch in this order. Although Christian might tell you it is. Having said that. It's 31 movies that we both picked that we feel like are absolute staples yeah. to watch in the month of October. And a lot of you guys, like us, are nerdy cinephiles. So you're going to watch more than 31 movies this month. So if you can fit these 31 and his 31 on there, do it. And if you're watching them, after you listen to this podcast episode, tag the podcast. Tag the podcasters. Let us know. Let us know that this episode was fun for you maybe it gave you a, a template for this month yeah what i'd like to see if some feel? if somebody does it i'll applaud the fuck out of them i'll give them a prize you'll get a free wax melt from me oh well I'll send there you, you a go. free wax melt alexis you know? is doing it now <laughs> she's doing it she might i don't know she's the one that every time we do like a list episode she goes yeah, I mean, bang. Baldy, Baldy Jack did it too. Yeah, yeah, Baldy Jack did it. So well, speaking I don't, of Baldy we'll Jack, speaking of Baldy Jack, Christian, we got to talk. Good. We got to talk about Saw. I want to say, ready. guys, if you haven't seen Saw X yet, you have gotten the meat and potatoes of this episode. Go ahead and tune out. We'll get a little spoilery. We're not going to go too long about it, but we, if we don't cover this, we're doing you guys a disservice because. I can't tell you how many comments we saw on both of our videos and on social <laughs> media saying, can't wait to hear you guys talk about this. So here we are. Christian, do you want to uh, reiterate your thoughts? Whatever you want. If you want me to go first, I have no problem. Um, yeah, go ahead. So. And again, like I said, we did a spoiler tag. I did a spoiler yeah. tag thing. So you can say whatever you want. Well, there is no spoilers. Everything was in the trailer, but. 
so I'm pretty, I think Saw X is, is a good movie, but it's far from my favorite. There's a lot of things about it stylistically that I was not a fan of. And there are two things specifically that I, I would criticize in camera. Um, the thing I really love about the original run of those films is I, I, I feel they really challenged the viewer. They really, they really made the viewer look at things in such shades of gray. Who's, who's really bad in this movie? Who's who? And, and even when, even when the things got really hairy, even Hoffman had moments where you felt for him. His sister got killed. So he, he got the guy that did it, put him in a trap. Maybe I'll do the same thing if I was that angry of somebody taking one of my family members away from me. There were these beautiful shades of gray that really challenged me. I shouldn't even say the viewer. I'm just, I'm just talking about how I feel. I don't want to speak in broad strokes. I want to speak for me because it's about my opinion on this film, not, not what I think is fact. And I really, I really love that about the series that I, I was always trying to see where I, I sat on the fence. And uh, maybe when I would go back and watch one, I'd almost change my mind a little bit because of maybe the hindsight of seeing where the sequels went or maybe just how I felt in the moment. And I think that's why Saw is one of the most brilliant movies I've ever seen. Take away the, the shock factor of Jigsaw at the end, getting up. It's one of the most iconic moments in a, in a horror movie you'll ever see. But the, the, those movies really challenged me and made me look at how evil the world can be. But really, there is no such thing as black and white. You know, nobody's perfect. A lot of people go through things in life that they regret. Doesn't make them bad people, but sometimes you got to pay the piper. So Saw as a series really made me think. And um, watching those movies really is an experience on a lot of those sequels. In Saw X... I felt like the movie really went out of its way to take out shades of gray and really just make you feel bad for John Kramer. It's hard not to. You're seeing him as a, as a true cancer patient, despite the fact we saw him like that in the uh, original films. There was, there was a dark side to that Kramer, especially in 2. And I'm not really even a giant fan of 2, but when you look at Kramer in 2, it's fucking haunting. He's got this sinister side to him especially when you see him giggling in the car at the end when he has survived and you know the hell is going to continue i just felt really sad watching this film i felt sad because i'm watching tobin bell at the end of his he's in the back nine of life legitimately god god willing he stays with us and he stays healthy and they really portrayed him in a as for the audience to just feel genuinely sad for the guy and with the story being him getting a fake surgery and he's getting revenge, I, I saw the movie as being a lot more black and white. And that's not a knock on the film, but it's not, I, I, it's not really what I wanted from a Saw film personally. Now, I can see this working for so many people. Maybe, and maybe the other people don't see it as black and white, but I do. And I didn't feel challenged by this film to think any way than just linear. What's ahead of me? This poor cancer patient who got screwed is getting revenge on all these people that did him wrong. 
and um that that didn't work as well for me and i didn't really enjoy that so i really didn't like the flavor of the saw movie um so that was the big thing about saw for me that i truly missed the feeling of the older films and i understand that you know we got to move on we got to try different things and, and i respect the hell out of that kevin grutert's his last name right grutert so he says last name I got nothing but love and respect for this guy. He's clearly trying to make a, a new film feel like its own thing. And God bless him. Talented son of a bitch. But this one just it didn't it didn't jive with me that well. Um, I thought the traps, some of them were exceptional. And the majority of the, the, kill, the trap stuff, um, some of the other ones I, I, I thought were okay. But you know, that's not really a bad thing because most movies you could pick out a couple i think the brain one i think uh the girl with the bone marrow i'll never forget that so maybe the traps were more of a high point for me and i love the eye tubes in the beginning brilliant and i want to say this with a lot of care i want to say this with respect um i truly can't understand how anybody cannot tell me that shawnee smith did not look like a bad cosplay with her horrible wig and the fact that she she's still a beautiful woman but let's face it 20 years is 20 years she looks a lot older you have to suspend disbelief and i understand you have to do that with jigsaw big time i'm defending jigsaw um but at what cost do we have to go through something like bringing that character back where they just continually get older but we're making movies that take place before all the other sequels I don't know that that's great. That's a great leg to stand on in the future. So while I enjoyed seeing Shawnee, I just think this is one step forward, two steps back personally. I really do. Um, I respect that she might have not wanted to be de-aged or she didn't feel she needed to be de-aged. It might have been a touchy subject. Uh, but to deny that she looks significantly older, but she's trying to play a 34-year-old, 35-year-old, was pretty bad and if you said to yourself well christian john kramer's also he's playing a younger guy there but he's really old he's playing a cancer patient though it, it, father time was kind of good on john or tobin bell he doesn't look a whole lot different to be honest with you but he's also playing a cancer patient so that was pretty glaring to me and the only other thing that i was upset about was I'm trying to get through this. I know I'm being long-winded, but I'm just getting all my points across. Billy the Puppet did not get anywhere near a grandiose entrance, in my opinion. We never got to see the classic TV shots that I was hoping for. And when he came in, he didn't even do the iconic laugh that you get. That he 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 ha. I was so I was like, where where is that? And it was just funny to me. I was thinking to myself, man, this movie was so marketed. Look at the theaters. They're shoving Billy the Puppets everywhere. You can press the eyes. They light up. I'm like, man, if they would have promoted this for Jigsaw, this would have made even more sense. And Jigsaw, as bizarre as that movie is, the entrance of Billy is incredible. Everybody looks over, and you see these glowing red eyes. And then you hear the bike pedal in. And I was just like, man, that was really underwhelming for me. Uh, and it may be trivial for some people. Oh, Christian, okay, you don't like Jigsaw. But it's important to me. 
So with all that being said, I can look at Saw X being a very well-made film. Half of my gripes are personal taste, and I'm not going to hold that against the quality of the film. So I'm not going to rate it really low, but some of the things, I just think it's dangerous ground to try to do movies with these actors that take place years ago while they're aging. Um, and so for me, that's an issue. It's an issue. And I love Shawnee. I mean, no disrespect. I truly don't. But to me, to deny that she kind of looks silly would be to lie. That's how I genuinely feel. So with all that being said, Saw X is a good movie for sure. There's things that are great, good and some things that are great about it, some of the kills especially. But it's very middle of the pack. I would probably give it three stars. And that's the in total encompassing of how I feel about Saw X. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, like you said, that's fair. You know, a lot of that's personal opinion. A lot of that's taste. A lot of that's what you wanted to see, what you expected to see, you know, what you, a lot of that. I mean, that you can't really, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's not something that I want to, and I'm not talking about you, but like when I review a movie and I have negative feelings about stuff, it's, I don't present it in a way that I want to argue with people. You know, I don't care about what, when people talk about movies themselves, I don't care about, tell me how, how, tell me on paper, on put pen to paper and and put math to this. Is this movie good or not on tech? No, no, no. I, I want to know how you feel about the movie. That's how I feel about the movie. You know, that's how I feel. So that's where I'm just coming from with all this. It's not something that we can talk back and forth and discuss things you may see differently from, than me, but that is exactly how I feel about Saw X. Yeah. I mean, fair <clears throat> uh, for me. To a lot of your points, um, I do think maybe some repeat viewings will do you um, will do you better a little bit. I, I really do think so, um, because I did see some shades of gray in there, uh, and and notably, I'm talking about. I love the line that gets used against him later in the movie when he says, "A lesson in moral decency from you." And then later in the movie, Cecilia uses the same line on him. And we as the viewer, also having the benefit of having seen all these sequels, we know that to be true. So when she says that line to him, we're like, as fucked up as this bitch is, she's not wrong. Like, you are talking about morality. So I think having those later sequels helps in that regard. I also think that when it comes to um, the people in the game, for example, Gabriella was a perfect example, I think, of some of those shades of gray. She was, and Amanda points that out. She was a drug addict that was caught up in something probably just to make money to feed her addiction. She didn't even really truly know what she was doing. She maybe mm -hmm. truly didn't have any intent to harm. And Jigsaw is like, doesn't matter. She's going to play the game because that's just the way it goes. I know you have a kinship to her. I know you want to make excuses for her. No, she's going to play the game. And when he does things like that, as the viewer, I'm like, Amanda's kind of right here. And you're just stuck in your ways of, I'm going to test all these motherfuckers because I want to. And in that sense, that does bring out that you're kind of an asshole. You're, you're not just, uh, you're, yes, this movie does a better job of trying to portray him as a hero. There are multiple mm -hmm. points throughout this movie where it's like, 
but you're still not. You're still not. Your moral compass is still fucked up. Like you still have psychotic tendencies. But above all that, I think that this movie was true to John Kramer's spirit from the first movie. I really, really do. Because the spirit in the first movie was, he was a, well, I mean, it's later revealed in the second movie. So let's just say the first and second movie. Although it revealed in flashbacks in the second movie. He had nothing to live for. He had no hope left. And so he thought that basically after he couldn't even kill himself, he failed at doing that. He was like, the time I have left, I genuinely want people to survive these games. I want to make these games. I want them to show me they have the will to live. And that's why he makes that. He has that connection with Amanda because she survived. And that, and it shows in this movie too. As soon as Gabriella survives, he says, go drop her off at a hospital right now. And then when she's on the ground and what happens to her, what Cecilia does to her, you do see humanity in John. You do believe, just like from the first movie, he wants you to survive. He does. Like he, he wants to see you come out of this. He wants you to show your will to live. And so I just, having said both of those things, I really do think that does create that gray area because there's these moments where it's like, you're a sadistic fuck. And then there's those yeah. moments where it's like, but you have a heart and you actually do have a moral purpose. So it's, it's this weird you're not wrong in saying that it, I think it is more black and white in certain areas, but I do think that shade of gray is still there. Yeah. I, yeah, I can meet you halfway on that. For me, what really, what really makes, makes it uh, not translate for me is the head honcho broad. She was so sadistic, even during the traps, no regard for any of the people around her. Um, I just, I really don't like seeing John, feel look and feel like a victim it's just not it's a personal taste and it's uh it's kind of like how i feel about godzilla king of all monsters where he gets his ass whooped the whole I movie fucking yeah, i fucking hated him getting his ass kicked that entire movie yeah it's a beautiful beautiful film but it's just a personal taste and i because of that i much prefer godzilla 2014 and things like that but i just couldn't get i couldn't shake the feeling of like the great jigsaw it's just like a he's like or this is a wrestling term but he, like he's such a baby face in this and i i don't fear him even in the good even in all the old films i feared him and i just she was so to me she the the blonde-haired woman was always so sinister i never felt i never felt the shades of gray what you're yeah, saying is yeah, obviously true yeah. but it's a personal taste it's not the flavor of soda that i like the most but that being said, the traps, you know, the, the brain thing was incredible. The eyeball one, I had it was worse in my it was worse in my mind what I thought was going to happen than what actually happened. Granted, it was a great visual, but the bone marrow is classic, will be a classic. So trap wise, there's some incredible stuff there. Let me ask you: Do you think that it would be fair though to say that? <laughs> maybe why we get that kind of version of John 
makes it's more in line with where he was at that point in his life because the that, John we we think of is Saw Two, Saw Three, and this is before those movies. He's sure, kind of obviously, yeah, obviously, because obviously, I would say yeah, because look, the reception of this movie's been overwhelmingly positive. So I would say sure that that could work. Um, it's just not my style. Yeah, I get I it. I'm not trying. I, I, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just, just trying I'm just, to play devil's advocate. But like, it's like, dude. Is it? It's still the best out of the three to me. Is like I like Jigsaw. It's literally it's a it's a New Line Cinema Saw film. It's, it's Jason Goes to Hell. It's ridiculous. I, I still enjoy it, but this film's like it's a good movie. It's no, I would never deny that. But just one of those things, man. I didn't connect with it like I wanted to, and um, it bums me out because I know that that you had that you'd built this movie up in your mind. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it just is what it is. Like, if I could, I could, you know, there's just no point for me to hide it because, like, of course, I can't, I can't sometimes on paper things make sense. If you were to read the story out to me, I'd be like, fuck yeah. But sometimes things on paper just don't translate well when you see it. And that's, that's just how I feel with this one. You know, I'm going to buy it when it comes out, of course. I, I'm going to rewatch it, of course. Um, I feel like the visual rep this is this is kind of telling mentally for me. The visual representation of my box is the is the level is the is the is the feel of saw that I like. The visual representation of your box is how I f very bright and white is how I felt the movie felt. And sad. I just felt sad seeing John as an 80-year-old seeing Toe Bell as an 80-year-old guy playing this cancer patient. It just bummed me out. It kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. He's great in the film. He's a great actor. He's he's in the firm, one of my favorite my favorite Tom Cruise movie. But dude, it just I felt bummed out half the movie, and then the other half I was just like, man, where? I just really wanted to feel that the darkness that I felt in a lot of those old movies. Not necessarily redo the old films, but I don't know. To me, there was a missing ingredient. Um, I, if you don't want to, if you don't want to address the Shawnee thing, that's totally fine. I'm not looking for you to agree or disagree with me, but like, oh, no, it's a touchy, I, I did. it's a very touchy subject, you yeah, know, no, but it, I, it was, we were sitting in the theater and my brother was like, bruh, like he it, said something, I was, I was like, yeah, it, but I, I will say this to that point though. I would much rather, much rather you do that than do the thing that people have been doing with this terrible de-aging technology it is still a a it is a far from perfected art and i think that saw isn't sacred you know this isn't star wars or lord of the rings you know one of these sacred fandoms where it's like dude we can accept like if you tell saw fans yeah we're doing a mid cool we're bringing the people back we're not going to de-age them we'll, we'll we'll do our best with makeup and wigs and stuff but like I I do feel like most of the fans are like fine whatever the most you know, fans clearly forgive it you know yeah, and for it, me, it is it is insanely noticeable you're not wrong it's insanely noticeable but also same thing with Hoffman you know the scene you get with Hoffman he's older you can tell he's older, he's older. of course it's, he it's, is and but the way I look at it is like I said personally is it jarring at times with Shawnee specifically absolutely but I'm yeah. just like you know what it's saw. Like if, and I hear what you're saying when you're like, you know, I do feel like it's dangerous water to tread because what, what expectation does this set? Well, I can already tell you that it's going to set a sequel to this movie 
taking place between the first three movies at some point. They're going to do that. They're going to bring these people back again. They're going to make another mid-cool. And I think the entire reason they're doing these things is because they shouldn't, in their minds, which they came out and said today in an interview, they shouldn't have killed him in Saw 3. And they, to their credit, to the producers and filmmakers' credit, they tried without Tobin. They did. They, they tried to keep the franchise going. Nobody fucking cared. Nobody cared. You have to have these players in it. Yeah. And they're like, and I will say too, in defense of them, and I know you would agree, I think most people would, there's so much time that wasn't accounted for in between those first three movies. For, at the end of Saw 2, he's still able-bodied. Like for the most part, he's not in a hospital bed dying. And then we jump to Saw 3, he's literally a dead doorstep. What happened yeah. in the months in between there? There's we have there's so it's, much we can pull from. I know, but that's the brilliance of the series. I mean, I understand the fans love the iconic Tobin Bell, but to me, that was the brilliance of the series. It it moved on, and I felt Hoffman was such a great follow up because you're not getting the same thing. You're getting a like I said, he's evil. He knows he's evil, but he's smarter than you. I'll meet That's you halfway when the, there. I, I would totally watch a sequel to Seven where we see Hoffman get out of the bathroom and continue on in some... I would totally watch that. But yeah. And I do think they'll get there one day. I really do, because this franchise is not going to die. I do think but, they'll get there one day, but I think they're going to milk this Tobin thing right now, man. I really they do. They probably will, but for me, I just think it's shaky ground. And I, I really don't want to see it. I don't... This is the truth. I'm 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 serious. I know you love the series as much as me. I don't want to see it become a joke because they're having all these actors come in. And this this is including Princess Bride guy. This is including him. This is including uh, Hoffman. I forget the guy's name. He's got a weird name. Costas Mandalore. <laughs> fucking a, that's a ridiculous name. I don't want to see these movies become a joke. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't. I don't want to see these movies become a joke because... Here's part 3.1 or 3.2 or 0.2.4. And you make all these movies where you've got these actors trying to be their younger selves. And I don't want it to become a joke. And I fear it could get to that point. So I just think it's very shaky ground to tread on. I'll support it. I love the movies. They're so fun to me. Um, to me, I, I would clearly just move on and, and have kept, kept going in different directions and doing stuff yeah let's get hoffman out the bathroom so i don't know i just don't think this is a good long play personally but at the same time i'm also at the thought of don't don't treat movies like you want to milk it and do more leave it all out on the field and i felt like you could say they did that with this movie i i, I took the mid-credit thing as simply just fan service of course yeah, well, I, I was gonna say to the it's it's relevant um, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it is because it made no, money. No, well, I'm but... saying it's relevant, like to what you're saying. Um, they they came out and said today they've already talked to multiple actors from previous Saw movies after having seen X. They want to come back. They yeah. they they want to come back, and the producers want to do it. And uh, so, and and the the mid credits sting was supposed to basically be like, yeah, if you guys like this and it makes a lot of money. We'll do another movie and you'll get more Hoffman and you'll get may maybe Carrie Elways. Like you'll, you'll get all of that. And yeah. um, 
You know, I, 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 I hear you. I do. I really do. I mean, in summation for me, I, I loved this movie. Um, I loved seeing Tobin Bell get the floor. Cause I don't think the only saw movie where he truly gets the floor is saw two and saw three. Those are the only two. And even then I would have liked more of him. Those are his two best performances. This is now my favorite performance of his. I think he's just, I love how he slides between hopeful and, you know, kind of doddering old grandpa to angry or to sad, to vengeful, to angry. I mean, his range is incredible. Um, and I think that the entire purpose, what, what is this series always come down to with a lot of the fans? It's the thing you hear all the time. Well, he's not a murderer. You know, he, he wants people to survive. He, he has morals. He has this and that. The fans make excuses for him because that's his whole thing. This movie is the first movie that you walk away from and you're like, I mean, I, got, I get why he did it. Like, I, I get why he did it. And I hear you when you say, that's not what I want, though. I want the gray. I don't want that. And I that that is like you said, that is a preference. And mm -hmm. and I guess I I'm just I rock with both, I guess. But I think it's simply just because of Tobin. I just think that he's so good in the role and especially in this one. I mean, this is his fucking movie and he's just he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah. yeah, you you saying that really kind of makes me think about something that I, I don't think i said in my review or really even came to realize i don't want a full tobin movie i really like it when he's in the shadows and when he comes in and out or when you hear his voice i prefer that too i just think this That's, was a nice change of pace we never i understand really i understand to i totally understand that this whole movie felt like it was like you're just behind the scenes the entire time mm -hmm. setting the traps up doing all that I didn't feel like there was any mystery at all or surprise with this one. When I watched the movie, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. They truly gave you the entire movie in the trailer. I will say my and brother was like shocked and confused. Like as the blood board was happening, he's like, bro, he's fucked. Like what? I turned to him and I was like, I know how these movies go. He anticipated this happening. Just yeah, watch. Yeah. He anticipated it, this. Yeah. So that was another thing. I was just kind of like, wow. It's again, I think. It's a better movie than Jigsaw, but like, like in Jigsaw, it was like they, they I, I respect the fact, even though the story is plausible to say the least, that they tried to trick the audience. What fucking year is this? How is he alive right there? And then you find out and you it wears off pretty quick. But like, that's another thing about Saw that I love so much is what's happening what's gonna happen i feel with this one it was just like you were behind the curtain on everything well i and, will um, say i did not see that guy being in on it that eventually walked them to the trap and made them chain them i did not see him being in on it i did well i thought he might turn on him when they when they let him free but i thought it was going to be like i'm going to call the cops on you guys yeah i didn't think it was going to be like hey i'm in cahoots with her that surprised me yeah um, even in the even in the moment though I could have felt that way as well. I can't really tell you. I can't really remember. But even in the moment, it's it, you don't have to worry about it. This is I saw two point. This is saw yes. two point five. So yep. and that's, may, dude. If Doctor Gordon would have shown up, and let's say I was thinking to myself, okay, what happened? Is Doctor Gordon going to show up? Is he is he I on the team Hoffman with them was yet? Show up to save them. I, my brother said the same thing. He's like Hoffman's going to come save them. Yeah, like if they there was no surprise in this movie, 
and look, maybe that's again, there, I could there, be yeah, the biggest there really outlier. Can't be a big twist here because we already know what comes next. We we know. Yeah. So it's like that was one thing the director said. We can't do the typical saw twist because I know, but you could have you could have brought the guy in from Jigsaw. He, where the he he should have been around. Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> you know, I like think they, they but that's another thing. That movie. That that's another thing that's gonna bum me out. The good, the like, as a real big Saw fan, I, I, I speak for myself. I don't know how you feel. As a real big Saw fan, I'm gonna ride through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the same way with, you know, Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. I want to respect the films. I don't want them to get erased. Mm-hmm. I don't want Friday the Thirteenth Part Five to be erased. I, 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 dude, I really just dig the franchise, even though some of them are lesser than. Like, I don't want Spiral to just be, like, a bad dream. Even if you didn't like it, like, dude, it happened. It happened. How about acknowledge it in the next, in another movie? Um, why can't Gordon go after the guy from Spiral and being like, you not, like, who, who gave you the authority? with this franchise. I mean, but, 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 but that's, that's yeah. what bums me out. And again, I'm an outlier. So, of course, the stuff I'm saying, everybody could be rolling their eyes and be like, Christian, you don't get it. We want Tobin Bell. Go fuck yourself. And I get that. But to me, I don't, that's another thing. Like now that you said it, like a, a full Tobin Bell movie is not what I wanted. I, Cause to me, he's like Jake, the snake. He was this wrestler that he, he didn't say much and he wasn't around a lot, but when he talked, he talked low and everybody listened and it was yeah. incredible. So yeah. yeah, this movie was just not my flavor of tea. Good movie. We'll watch it. We'll buy it. We'll support it. We'll always support it. We'll not talk negatively. You will not hear me talk negatively about this movie mm. uh, in any sort of derogatory way um, because I love the series and it's a good movie. And I'm so glad that it's probably going to kill at the box office. I'm so glad that people are showing up and they love it. You know, I, I highest as rated def- Saw movie by fans and critics. The highest and that's rated. Incredible. Absolutely. I'm so incredible. happy. Tenth movie in a horror series. That's awesome. It's incredible. Well, it's different times now, man. It's like they were breaking down the barrier of the perception of sequels, even though I'm, I am i wasn't a giant fan. You know, that's how I feel. And believe me, I would I take no pleasure in trying to be a. Um, when I joke around about movies, if I say something sucks, a lot of times I'm having fun and being silly because I want to just be entertaining. But this is real. I just, you know, this is far from my favorite. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I just I, and I'm I'm just. I'll I'm just really, I'm just really nervous, man. Like, I'm really nervous about these I, actors coming back. They're yeah, you, you. older, you know. And it's just, I, re- I, I'm serious, Nick. I'm not trying to sound like, uh, like I'm the guy that everybody should listen to. I really do worry that it could become a joke, and people well, just start I'm, laughing at all these actors trying to put on wigs, and it's I just think, not the way to go for me. I will say, I think that Hoffman looked good. He just had like wrinkles and stuff, but I thought he looked good. Like he yeah. looked like Hoffman, just a little bit older. But as far as I will say this. I think Lionsgate has a bigger plan than a lot of people know. Um, I think that a big reason why they did this mid-cool was because they have to bring Saul back to viability. They have to make it financially successful again. Spiral wasn't. Mm-hmm. And they know this is the biggest opening since Saw 5 for a Saw movie. So halfway, five movies ago, like they knew We've got to do something to reinvigorate this. Maybe they give us one more Tobin Bell mid-cool movie, and it's another big hit. And then guess what? They know the fans will come out again. Oh, Saul is back. And then maybe that's when you go, what happened to Hoffman? 
What happened to Gordon? Do they go after, you know, this killer and spiral? I mean, the possibilities become endless. Um, but I mean, in summation for me, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm a sucker for, for the, for the emotional core. I, I, and I just thought it felt like it was, it was there. Um, and, um, and, and Christian agrees it was there. It's, and, but it wasn't the flavor that he wanted from this character right. from the series. And for me, it was just such a nice change of pace that like to see a different side of some of these characters, I mean, and as, as much as the look of Amanda was jarring, Shawnee stepped right back into the role. Like she was Amanda, like she didn't even miss a day. She was perfect as Amanda. She, I mean, she's always been great as Amanda. And, um, I just, it, it's, I am shocked. I'm, I really am. I never, I didn't think anything was going to supplant Scream 6 for me. This is my favorite movie of the year. Um, I mean, I genuinely, genuinely, I, I loved the shit out of this movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't get it twisted guys. Christian was underwhelmed, but he didn't say it was a bad movie. Uh, that's, you know, sometimes it happens. You go into a, I, I look back to Halloween 2018 sky high expectations. And I walked out and I was like, that was a good movie, but I'm bummed, man. And it's kind of like that. Um, so I like Saw X so much because to me it was it was perfectly Saw and all the right ways it needed to be Saw um, while also showing us a new side of things. Um, I only had one complaint with the movie and it was that Cecilia lived. But um, that would have really helped with Christian's shade of gray, I think, if she had survived that last trap. And Jigsaw was like, don't care. You're dying anyway, bitch. I think that would have really helped, like, you know, okay, yeah, he, you know, the, this guy kind of is just an asshole. Um, right. But I think that was on purpose because they're going to do a sequel. I, I think they wanted to leave that thread hanging. But I loved this movie for so, so many reasons. Um, I didn't buy into hype. Um I I went in for myself. I, I figured I was going to like it as Saw. I mean, you have to be really bad as a Saw movie for me to be disappointed. Even when I walked out of Spiral, I was like, it was okay. You know, like I wasn't like, oh, it was terrible. It was okay. Mm -hmm. It's Saw. Like, I'm going to like it. But man, this movie, Charlie Clauser's score, the look of it, the traps, Tobin's performance, Shawnee's performance, it was just everything I could have wanted. And, uh, I'm, I'm, but we both said, although we, we're on different sides of the coin, it's, it's just awesome to see it back. It's awesome to see it doing well. It's awesome to Absolutely. see a lot of the fans happy. And it's awesome at the very least to say Lionsgate now knows again, Saul is popular. Saul is yeah. viable. And that's, that's all that matters. Cause Saul Christian said, this is our Friday the 13th, our mm -hmm. generation's version of that. We're in the new so, line era. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't I mean it as a slight. This movie, might, this movie might age better for you as time goes on. It really might, especially after a sequel to it comes out. You might look we'll back see. on it and go, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like I, I. I would know the answer to that, so I can't deny it. You know. But well, guys, uh, you know, I, I yeah. can't let this be the last movie. I. Th this can't be the last horror film I see this year. I no, am Exorcist. placing. I am placing all my chips. I am. I am. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am all in on The Exorcist. I need this. I need this to be the one because after if this, it's just, even if it's just a three star it has, movie, Christian, it has to be three. And you a, will be. Do you think you will go? You will be so much more excited after this than Saw. I, I need to enjoy it more than. It. Yeah, I need to enjoy it more than Saw because Saw. 
Saw X for me is, I don't know. I don't know how, how I would rank the horror films I've seen this year, but saw it, you know, my, again, my list is so fucked up for every, from everybody else's. My favorite movie I've seen this year is still Renfield. It's one of my favorite horror comedies ever. I loved Voyage of the Demeter. I gave that four stars. I really loved it. A lot of people hated that too. Um, I got to see Talk to Me again. See how I feel about it. Saw X and Talk to Me are probably close to each other. I need... Exorcist has to be three and a half. That's the that's the bar for me to be happy. It's got to be three and a half. You hear we that, David Gordon Green? You better bring the goods. We'll see. <laughs> David's like, oh, dude, you're fine. But I'm excited. I can see it Thursday. And um, I'll go local that way. I can be home early and we can record and stuff that night if you want to. Yes. Should be able to and knock we that won't out. drop that episode till probably like Saturday. So to give a lot of you guys a chance to see yeah. it because we're going to talk in depth about it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to make three thumbnails before this face, <laughs> this face, and that face. And that face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll I just have them ready. I've also learned that in the thumbnail game, when a new movie comes out, if you put a Rotten Tomatoes logo on it, fresh or rotten, it definitely gets clicks. They're like, oh, like, oh, good to know. Good to yeah, know. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I'm look, I, I it's a good, it's a good discussion near as, near as excited for exorcist. I am not, yeah. I, I am not, um, but here's but, the thing. Here's the thing. It's coming. Oh yeah, yeah, dude! It's, the train, it's the coming. train has left the station, and it arrives on Thursday, whether you want I'm, to or not. Dude, this could end up like this could. Now that like Saw came out right before it, uh, dude, let's Exorcist is going to do so much money at the box office. It's not even going to be funny. I think yep. Exorcist is going to tell Saw, "Hold my beer." Yes, Saw is going to open and, about twenty million domestic. Uh, we haven't seen I'm, foreign numbers yet. That's good. Exorcist, you're probably looking at 35, 40. I got to guess. 70 million. Shut the fuck up. 70 Domestic million. Domestic opening weekend. Domestic opening weekend. 70 yeah, I'm going million. I'm going. The tracking came out yesterday and they said. My mom said she's ish. going. I, I'm going to say 35, 40. I am. And my mom and said I, and she's I, going. Everybody's going. Let me well, tell let you. Let me tell you this, Christian. And I'm going to get this on the record right now. Critics will like the exorcist believer and what i mean by that is it will have at least a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes at least one out of every two critics will approve of it but audiences i do not think are going to be as kind I, we're, we're gonna see dude should be exciting man pazuzu I, i'm excited yeah. now i am excited now i'm ready for this film and uh sock x just kind of has me more like okay you know what let's go into the exorcist open open mind let's see what it is so but that was good discussion well, uh, this, so this is the best way to look at it, Christian. I think this is a good way to close it off, personally. No matter what, Exorcist is going to make you talk. It's either going to be one of the biggest surprises of the year or the biggest pieces of shit you've seen this year. I don't think there's a <laughs> middle ground there. I, really, I don't either. I really don't. Which is why I said it needs to be better than... Because like, I'm going to give Saw X... I'm going to give it three solid stars. Because like I don't want to hold against the personal feelings I had about the style, but at the same time, um, I feel like I would be lying and just being a, being an idiot or not an idiot. I feel like I just would. You'd be caving to the pressure. 
I became the pressure of, opinion. and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I know the audience respects that. You know, the audience is smart. As long as you, if you're honest with them and you're legit with them, you know, my audience is, and the audience for this show is great. You know, and I if mean, I'm being I honest and real. I got dragged over the coals a little bit for my talk to me because I gave it three and a half. And some people were messaging me on Instagram, only three and a half. I loved it. I'm like, man, I just. Yeah, you're going to get that. I, I've, believe me, I've gotten it for saw more surprise. Like, really? You, you did? Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, your kid, like, you, you liked saw, right, Christian? And I'm like, dude, like, what am I, you know? Baldy Jack, was the, we were messaging this was big, about it. This is the biggest like, fumble surprised. of the year. Yeah. Biggest fumble of the year for me. I was just wasn't expecting to not be in love with this film. But anyway, we're going on two hours. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. We got everything out in the open. Uh, everything we've got, we, we're going to put a bookend on Saw X for now. We're getting ready for The Exorcist. And I hope you are too. So, David Gordon Green, you son of a bitch, I'm coming for you. And I hope you That's got right. something for us. That's right. Thank you guys. We love you. And we will see you on the other side.